0: More young folk in the house. Oh. Amen. All, all the young folk, just raise your hand. You, if you 19 and below, just raise your hand. Put your hand. No, 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 not you, not you. I see you. I see that hand. Okay, all right. Yeah, I said uh, 19 and under, under, under. Okay, 19 and under. If, for you, for those of you who are at home, I, I saw your hand too. But uh some of y'all raise your hand virtually. That y'all were 19 and under. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> It's been a long time since you was 19, you know what I'm saying? But we're grateful. We're grateful for the privilege that it is to come into your presence, to deliver the word. For those young people, just give me about 15 minutes, you know, just stay off of TikTok for like 15 minutes. You know, I'm going to get with you. I'm going to get with you. Amen, amen. I know we prayed, but let's pray. uh, Let me pray for myself. And, Lord, Father, we thank you because you've been good to us. As and As we enter into your presence time is now for the preached Word of God. I pray that you would think with my mind, speak with my mouth, love with my heart. Lord, I don't bring anything to the table. I pray, Lord God, for those that are listening virtually, for those who are in the room. I pray, Lord, that the saints would be edified. That, Lord, that you, that those who do not know you in a personal way, that they would be evangelized. And then ultimately, Lord, that you would be glorified. And everything that is said and done, have your way. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen. amen. In uh, First Chronicles chapter 28, for those of you who have your Bibles, First Chronicles chapter 28, I know this is a Bible teaching, Bible preaching church, so you should have your Bibles. And you should be ashamed if you don't, but that's all, we ain't going to shame you, we ain't going to shame you. I'm not going to read it uh, for a second. I just want you to put your finger there. In 1988, uh, the Nike Corporation coined a phrase, just do it. It was a successful advertising campaign that was designed to motivate people of all ages to get involved in exercise and sports by wearing their sports apparel. Some of you remember, uh, those of you who are over 19, you, you you remember in 88 when they had that campaign. It was so successful, uh, it was given the distinction of being the one of the top five advertising campaigns in the 20th century. In fact, if you go to the Smithsonian Institute, you'll see that they have it playing, recording, because it is in the Smithsonian Institute. And I'm not here to sell you a pair of Nikes. <laughs> not here to sell any uh, sports apparel. But, but there's someone in the room this morning. There, there's someone in the room this morning. You've been here maybe a long time. You've been saved a long time. And there have been some things that you've been putting off. God told you back in 2000 to do it. And you've been, you know, I'll do it next year, I'll do it next month. Uh, I was supposed to be losing weight uh, a couple years ago. And I keep on putting it off. But all of us, as as seasoned believers, as somebody in the room, that you need to be encouraged today to just do it. Someone, some husband... You supposed to be loving your wife as Christ loved the church, and that was that was that was twenty years ago. And you you still struggling. God is saying just just do it. The wives, wives. There's some there, there's some responsibilities of yours to. Co- I ain't gonna say the word submit. I ain't going I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that s word, but to, to cooperate with your husband as far as the leadership is concerned. And, and and you know you getting you you getting there, but you ain't you ain't there yet. And, and the Lord is saying just just do it. But, but more importantly, there, there is a, a task at hand based upon what I saw yesterday. I, I saw the dirt. I saw the barn. I saw the grass. And I, I was telling some, some folk, Mr. Vicki, I was talking about her because we used to do youth ministry. And I said, boy, I, I just see a youth retreat right now. Not, not, 20, not 10 years from now, but I, I can go out there right now and put, a, put some tents up. Play some games. I, I, I saw the youth retreat. I saw the youth. I saw the kids playing in the dirt. But the kids don't need no cement. I know some of us. You know, you you wore you wore your Tims yesterday because you ain't want to mess up your shoes. But the kids, they were just kicking the dirt and they they were just happy. You know, just running around and stuff like that. But the older folk, you know, you had to get your little chair and stuff like that. But 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 God has an assignment. See, we think that it was just for the pastor or it was just for the elders, just for the building committee. That's that's their responsibility. No, 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 You don't understand. You don't understand. God has an assignment for you. If you are a part of this fellowship or you you at home are a part of this fellowship, God has an assignment for you. And this morning, I, I just came to deliver the message. Breaking news like CNN. You need to just do it. Just do it. There, there, there's, there, there's, there is uh, walls to be built. There, there's cement to be put down. There, there, there is a drywall to be put up. There, there are lives that need to be changed and transformed. And it's all up, not up to the pastor, not up to the elders, because our job is to teach, preach, and equip. But guess what? it's your job. It's your job. We'll we'll get into the message. Turn to to 1 Chronicles chapter 28. Now, I want to give you an intro. David, this is his farewell speech in in 1 Chronicles chapter 28. It's his farewell speech, and and he has prayed, and God had told him that, he said, Lord, I want to build you a temple. And the Lord said, that's that's so wonderful, David, but but you, man, you a warrior. You know, you you from North Philly. You know, you got you got you got a couple of you you, you got a couple of uh, murder things on your rap. And uh, you know, you got blood on your hands and you've been gang worn all up and down. You and cut cut people's heads off, you keep a shank in your back pocket. No, no, man. I love you. I know you you sincere. Cause I know we got some brothers in the room. I, I wouldn't mess with you, cause I know you still got that you know that knife in the back pocket. <laughs> he he says no 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 no. I I he says I'm grateful, but guess what I'm gonna do for you. I am going to bless you so that your kingdom will reign forever. Right. Do you realize that when Jesus Christ comes back, He will take reign, and continue and fulfill the Davidic kingdom. But but what he says was, he says, no, I, you can't build it. And David says, okay. Okay, what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to gather all the things that are, are needed. And then David addresses chapter 28, chapter 27, 28, and 29. He, he addresses the leaders first. And then he pulls the whole congregation, the whole nation of Israel together. And he gives them the speech, and we, we read it in... Uh, beginning in chapter 1, as I, as I give you this, the, the summary, the trailer. And, and, and in this process, in verse we pick it up in verse 8. Look at verse 8. It says, So now I charge you in the sight of Israel and the assembly of God, and in the hearing of God, be careful to follow all the commands of the Lord, that you may possess this good land and pass it on as an inheritance to your descendants forever. Before I get to my notes, I, I, I want to—I re, really want you to understand. Uh, that's the reason why I was talking to the 19 and, and below crowd. The land ain't for the old folk. It, it, you, you need to understand. See, see, remember—you you remember Pastor Heyman, We used to run and never get tired. We, 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 we used to be in church all Sunday. We would work in ministry. We'd do the work of the ministry from Monday. Through Friday, then Saturday, and Sunday. All, but now, when I walk in a hurry, I get tired. And see, see, see. We 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 used to be in church. I'm used to being in church from seven in the morning till nine at night. And you know, some of y'all can't roll like that no more without a power nap. But what? But 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 what he's saying is, is that the land listen was given to you, hallelujah, I know you purchased it, I know you put money on it, but the land that you were given is not for you. It's for the people and the generations that will come behind you. It's for the lives that will be changed. I told Pastor Haman yesterday, Pastor, um, Pastor Benson yesterday, yesterday was history. You, you ought to take that little brochure and put it somewhere, and, and if you have to, frame it, because 30 and 40 and 50 and 100 years from now, your great-great-grandchildren will need to know what God did yes, sir. yesterday. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But he says now, I didn't give it to you just to do what you want to do with it. I gave it to you. He says, I, I want you to possess it, but in order for you to possess it, You've got to follow my commands. You've got to follow my commands. See, people, when they get stuff, you know, when you, get, when you, when you prayed and asked God for that car, you know, you, you got the car, and we prayed for you in Bible study. Prayed for you in church. We pled the blood of Jesus, and you got that car, but now you can't come to Bible study.
1: Pray for that job. We,
0: we, we, we sweated and prayed. Held hands and all that. Now that you got that job, well, Pastor, I can't, I can't make it this Sunday. See, he says, no, 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 when I give it to you, you've got to remember that you've got to commit it to me. That's the reason why we prayed over the Lamb. That's the reason why we committed it. We committed it back to God, but now you've got to do the work. Why, why? Why should we do the work? Well, now we look at the notes. We, well, the first reason why you ought to do it, because he chose you. He chose you. Look at verse 5. Look at verse 5. Of, of, of First Chronicles chapter 28. It says, all of, my, of all my sons the Lord has given me, he has chosen my son Solomon to sit on the throne of the kingdom of the Lord over Israel. He said to me, Solomon your son is one who will build my house and my courts, for I have, here it is, I have chosen him to be my son And I will give, and I will be his father. I will establish his kingdom, listen, forever. He is unswerving and carrying out my commands and laws as is being done at the time. Now, 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 let let me explain something to you. You didn't get the land because you searched for it. You you didn't get the land because by happenstance, or oh, you were networking. You got the land because you were faithful in the service of the Lord. But I want you to understand. Look who He chose. David has. I wish I could teach this, but David had 19 sons, and of all the sons, He chose Solomon. Now there were there was Absalom. Absalom. That's part of the reason why Absalom was well, had a, had a big attitude because the 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 right belonged to Absalom to become the next successor to the kingship. But he didn't choose Absalom. He chose Solomon. And, and then you know, how, you, you know how, the word, how the word get around because, you know, Solomon was, you know, Bathsheba's, you know. He, he was a love child. He, he wasn't born to mama or daddy. He was born to that affair that mama had or that daddy had. And so, you know, there were nicknames that they had for Solomon. Then secondly, Solomon was dark-skinned. He wasn't paperback tan. He was dark-skinned. And, and, and the Bible says that, David, that Solomon says, he says, my skin was dark as the tents of Kadar. He was dark-skinned because his mother was of African ascent. And, and, and so they didn't, they, there were some issues they had with Solomon. He was from Africa. He wasn't from the nation of Israel, he was, so he was an outsider. He wasn't born an Israelite. He, 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 didn't mit, he didn't fit the, the mold. We've got to be careful about the leaders that we pick and the people that we pick because sometimes we pick the people that fit into our mold. Those of us who have no hair or gray hair, we have a tendency to pick the older folk. We we gotta have somebody seasoned and mature. Well, you weren't mature when they chose you. When they chose you for leadership, you knew Jesus. You know John three sixteen, and Jesus wept, and that was it. And as we, and and now you know you have been taught the word. Us is know the word now, and you know a couple of scriptures. Now you you in you, you in leadership now. No 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 no. God is the, providing us with the example. He told. He told David, I'm picking the young one, the one that doesn't fit the mold. But you know why? Because he is committed to me and he doesn't swerve. Oh, we need some people today that don't swerve. We need some, we need some young people that, that are committed to the Lord Jesus and won't swerve. No, no, no. Well, 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 see, the idea is that what, on the back of me, in the back of me, you see it on on, on, the, on virtually, and you see it in the house. It's called discipleship. We are discipling people according to the word. So that means I need some young, some young brothers to step up to the mantle and take the mantle. I, I reminded my, my senior pastor, Pastor Richardson, he, 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 he got older, and as he got older, we used to laugh about the fact that he was picking older men for, for deaconship. And I said, well, pastor, don't forget, you, you, you ordained your brother at 21. And he's used to laugh at that. And see, the model that we have, that we've designed for the building of the church, sometimes we, we don't look to people who are 20s. We look to people in their 30s and 40s. And you got to realize that people in their 30s and 40s, guess what? Y'all know it. We set in our ways. We We, we ain't flexible. You know, I, I got to have my same parking space. I got to sit in the same seat. And God forbid, if the program of the, of the of worship service changes, we all out of, out of sort. If pastor don't wear a jacket, oh, no, 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 no. Pastor wear a pair of jeans with holes in it, oh, we, we about to leave. When y'all build this new church, when y'all build this new church, some of y'all going to fall out because of the color of the carpet. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't vote for that. No, no, we 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 need some young people. God picked them. He showed us the model. What does that mean? And see, I, see, I, I, I may I may not get through this. I never get through a sermon. But but He chose you. The Bible's Jesus says, "Don't get it twisted, disciples. I chose you. You didn't choose chose me." Yeah. See, you think at a certain point in time you came to Christ. And you start now believing that you got your little badge on and you a deacon or you a trustee, you're elder, that, that you have arrived and you started smelling your own, you know, you know, you know clips. And, and us has arrived and I, you know, no, no, no. You've been given that position. Hallelujah. But now that you've been given that position, I want to go to Titus 2 now. The older men ought to be discipling the younger men. See, the church... When Titus was writing to, it wasn't the fact that the older people were, were, the, the, were, were, the younger people had the church. The church wasn't jacked up because of the younger people. It was jacked up because the older people weren't, weren't doing their job. No no, 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 you don't have to do the work. They will do the work, but you got to disciple them. You got to guide them. You got to teach them what to do. You got to teach them how to read the scriptures. You got to teach them how to serve, because once they get into that mode, we talked about it yesterday, Pastor Haman. Once they get in that mode, they're used to serving. Once they take ownership, they will serve like no other. They won't swerve. They'll be committed. Why did he give it to a young man? Because it took work to build the building. It took work. You got to stay up all kind of late nights and. I remember when we built uh, our building at Christian Stronghold. I, I stayed up. Uh, I worked on a day and I stayed up at night, all night. I was playing. I, I worked in the building uh, doing security just to make sure that nobody would steal the materials. And that wasn't an easy job. And you know, in West Philly in 47th and Lancaster, I was always looking behind me. You know, cats were rolling in. You know, a brother was trying to be you know, you know, no but I, I lost some of my. <laughs> Lost some of my swagger at a certain point when I heard some noise. No, but you, I had to stay up. I had to stay up. I had night shift. You know, it, it takes work. Somebody got to cut the grass. Somebody got to, you know, even after we had built the building, the night before, I was, I was vacuuming. It was four of us that had plugs in the walls, and we were vacuuming to make sure that the service was prepared for the first day. The worshipers, no, you had to, we, we practiced uh, for a whole week because we had a whole day, a whole week of services and celebrations all week long, yes. Some of y'all right now, I lost some of y'all right now. I don't know, I can't. I don't know, I don't know about all oh, week. All oh, week, my God. You mean every night? Yep, every night. Oh, oh, oh. No, that's all a part of the new building. Some of you saw the pictures, but it take work to get to that picture. Take work to get to that picture, but once you get there, hallelujah, I told you there there are some benefits. There are some benefits, but let me let me get back to the sermon. He chose us. He chose you. Each individual person in this room who is a member of New Direction Bible Fellowship, whether you are on virtually, whether you're in the in-person, you are part of this fellowship, God chose you. Don't think you're here by happenstance. The next reason is that he the reason that he that we should do it is secondly because he gave us the resources he gave us the resources look at verses 11 through 15 chapter 28 verses 11 through 15 it says then david gave his son solomon the plans the the port- for the portico of the temple its buildings its storerooms its upper parts its inner rooms uh, the placement of, the, of atonement, he gave him the plans of all that the Spirit had put, look, in his mind. That the, the pastor, uh, the elders, the Spirit, listen, look, look, listen what the word did. God gave it to him in his mind. He gave him every specific detail of how the temple should look. He, he gave him, I mean, it was incredible the amount of detail that was given. When you build this building, it's not just, we're just building a building. No, 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 no. Yeah, we got a contractor. Yeah, we got a civil engineer. But God is saying, you need to be sensitive, brother, brother leaders, to the spirit's direction on what to do and how to do it. Because w- w- why? Well, well, let me help you out with some stuff. If you want to have a holistic ministry, you've got to have a place for the youth. You gotta have a place for children, and, and you know how I know my mom, I know my wife. She ain't giving up her baby to, to a nursery where she gotta check out. Who's there? What's happening? No, no, no. You, you know they. You know ladies are very careful. The, the men they just go and uh, drop them off, and you know I, I'll see you in a half an hour. No, no, no. no. But it's gotta be. Listen, you God, has, God is building you now. Listen for to be a holistic ministry for mama, for daddy, for the for the for the for the for the girls, for the boys, for the children, that's the ministry that God is building in the building, in this new building. There there now listen, everybody ain't don't got a mama and a daddy. We talking about some unchurched people. We talking about people that don't look like the way you think they should look. They 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 got some tats and they got some ear piercings. And, and and they don't wear the same clothes that you think they should wear. God have mercy. They, they're they going to come in with yoga pants. I, I I told my wife, yoga pants are from the devil. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I get a little bit Pentecostal, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, and and y'all, know, y- y'all know what I mean. I, you know, I, I don't mean no harm, but, you know, I'm saying, this blaming on my Pentecostal. You know, I, y'all may not never invite me back again. I'm just saying, you know, I, I'm just saying. I tell my daughters that everybody, you know what I'm saying? But, but they don't, they're not necessarily going to look like you. They're not going to dress like you. They're, gonna, they're, gonna, they're unchurched. They don't know Jesus. Will you welcome them in? Is the door still open? Will, will, will you snarl at them or will you welcome them? Will you love them? The, the song, it was singing, the love of Christ, Paul says, compels me. No, he's giving you the resources. Everybody in this room has been gifted. Uh, Look at Ephesians chapter 1, verses 7 to 9. Look at Ephesians chapter 1, verses 7 to 9. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7 to 9 says, In him we have redemption through his blood. We, 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 We commit to that. The forgiveness of sin, amen, in accordance with what? The riches of God's grace. That he has what? Lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. Everybody in this room, you a believer, you've got spiritual gifts. Lottie, Dottie, everybody. Uh, No, 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 you ain't got to pray for it. As soon as you accepted Christ, the moment you accepted Christ, you would have been sealed, according to Ephesians chapter 2, with the Holy Spirit. You you don't have to pray for it. I know you're studying doctrine now. Be doctrinally sound and you don't have to tarry for it. You got it. And if you got it, you got a gift. Some of you got the gift of help. Some of you got the gift of administration. Some of you got the gift of teaching. Some of you may have the gift of preaching. Some of you have the gift of pastoring. But whatever it is, is your gift. I I I told, I I don't know anybody in the room, if you think about Christmas, think about December 25th, how many of you would wait two years to open up your Christmas gift? I mean, it was, it just sitting in a corner for the last two years, wrapped, dust on it. No, I don't know nobody like that. So, you know, my kids, they're still old enough. They still want to break open the gifts sometime the night before. No, but Jesus gave you a gift. Listen, he redeemed you, he forgave you, and then he lavished his grace upon you. I, I no 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 ain't no need to be for you to feel awkward. You just need to do it. Do it because God gave it to you. And, and and see see see. I'm getting ahead of myself. But there's a reason why. Not only should you do it because He's gifted you. You've been given a spiritual gift. Not only should you do it because He chose you. Not only should you do it because He gave you resource. But look at look at verse twenty. He says, do it, we ought to do it because of the promise. Do it because of the promise. David also said to Solomon, his son, be strong and courageous. Some of you, that that, that sounds like Joshua. Be strong and courageous. And what he says, do it. Do the work. Uh, Don't be afraid, do not be afraid, or... I want to, to help you to understand right now that one of the the, the devil's best pieces of equipment is called discouragement. Oh man, oh, man. it it, it's, it works. Oh, I I seen. I know somebody in the room has been discouraged, and, and you. Some of you have discouragement has turned into depression, and and sometimes you just feel like curling up in a fetal position and not getting out of bed. But no, no, no. God says, be strong. Put your big boy pants on. Put your big girl pants on and be courageous. I'm not just talking about on Sunday. I'm talking about on Monday. Oh, God, we got to go on Monday, 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 Monday. You got to go to work. You got to go to school. You got to deal with that teacher you don't like. Guess what? Be strong and courageous. You know why? Because... It's not about building. So when you build, you build at home. You build at work. You build wherever you go. You, you are sprinkling that same redemption blood on other people. In other words, you, you are staining other people. And, and because of your... Because people, they, they try to figure out all the stuff that you've been through. Why, why you ain't have a nervous breakdown? You should have had two heart attacks. In fact, some of you, you know where you are in your marriage people in your family look at you and why, why y'all not divorced but it's only through the grace of God that he's lavished on you so so when it comes to physics when it comes to biology no 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 you serve the god of the universe what kind of god that you serve that can't get you through a biology course can't get you through a physics course can't get you through this teacher that don't like you. you know God the Bible says the king of the 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 god the uh the heart of the king belongs to the God Amen. he's saying i i you re, you ought to just do it not because in your own strength but because of the grace of god there there the Paul talks about there is God's enabling grace, just as these brothers plugged in the pieces of equipment. The Bible says that God's grace is not just spiritual, it is physical. It gives you the ability to get up and do the work. Gives you the ability to teach. Gives you the ability to preach. Gives you the ability to go to work. Gives you the ability to work two jobs. That's God's grace. Gives you the ability, I know I got some people to parent. Oh, Lord. To parent some adult children. My, My God. Oh, no, 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 Psalms 121, as I, as I looked at the land and I looked at the, the, the aerial view of the land, you saw the picture, I'm reminded of Psalm 121, it's a pilgrimage psalm, and they look, and they, they, would, have to, they would have to walk and climb the hill, the mountain, uh, to get to the city called Jerusalem. That's why the Bible says that, that Jerusalem was a city on a hill, it literally was. And, and in Psalm 21, the, the pilgrimage, those who were going through the pilgrimage, they would look up. And, and, and really they would say, as I, as I look to the hills, as I look to the mountain, <laughs> I ask myself, where is my help coming from? Yeah. Look, some of you, uh, you looked at the, some of you didn't even go like yesterday because you, you you, you, you're not a believer yet that we can do it. No, you're not a believer that, that he can do it. And see the reason why he, David wrote this psalm, he says, "As I look to the hills he he asked him a question, "From whence cometh my help yeah. Oh, but but David then as he was writing the psalm he he the spirit spoke to him he he grabbed himself by the collar and said, "My help, hallelujah, cometh from the lord i I know some of the, the, the elders I know you you old. And I know you you getting old, and I know you you there. Oh, I'm sorry, Reverend. I'm sorry, Elder Gray. I'm sorry. You you he got that he got that young boy shirt on. Okay, I got you. I got you. But but no, but no. It, it's a it's an overwhelming task. I'm telling you from experience. I, I, when we look at uh, some of you, I was telling the testimony about how our building, Christian Stronghold's building, was an acme that went under. And I had no understanding. I thought pastor, my pastor was burnt out. And I thought he really was, you know, maybe, maybe listen, you know, missing, didn't go to the, miss, the missing a couple. And I said, but this is a this is a functioning acme. Three months, the acme closed. But then I said, well, how are we gonna turn the acme into a church? And and the walls, some walls came down, and the walls went up and the paint went and the construction guys came in, and they poured the foundation, and, and I remember it was stripped bare like that building was yesterday. So I know what it means when to, to, you put drywall up. I know what it means when you put the semen up, and, 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 and there's still going to be some naysayers, because you know what? Nehemiah told me that there was going to be some naysayers, and but you got the vision and you you, you you got a pastor who's praying and you've got, got the elders and the people who are the leaders who are, are leading the charge. But the people of God, you've got to do the work. You've got to do the work. Listen, what he said, oh, this is a promise. I can shout over this. He says, do not be afraid or discouraged. Why? Because the Lord God, not, not just God, but 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 there is emphasis here on the Lord God, and if I get into the teaching mode, that that that's that's not that's not just a regular. That's Adonai, God. That's that's the big-breasted one, God. That's the the one who's able to do and exceedingly abundantly more that we can ask or think. The same God that's able to transform and bring you in. Look at yourself today. Look, look at what you used to be and how you used to think. And, and some of us, you know that Sunday morning you had a, a stupor and you had a hangover because of all the stuff that you did during the weekend. And now you're in church and they're calling you brother so-and-so and sister so-and-so. Why? Because he's able, the Lord God. Now, listen, he gets personal. He says, my God is with you. Hallelujah. He's with you. As the, as the cement pours, he's with you. When you, when you got to go to Dot and when you got to go to Newcastle, do you, I know you can't be there, but guess who's there? The Lord God is there. Hallelujah. Don't worry about who, who's, who you need approval from because you've already got approval from God. They don't know the same God that you serve. And, and, and God will put the paperwork in front of a believer if he has to. But, but that, that, that's a formality. The, the idea is the vision has been cast. The people of God are moving as a force because he promised it. Look at me. He says, he will not, listen, he will not fail. Has God ever failed you? No, he may not have done what you wanted him to do, but he never fails. He never fails. Look at what he says. He says, for he will not fail you or forsake you until all the work of the service of the temple of the Lord is finished. You ought to do the work. I'm not just talking about this building a building. I'm talking about being a husband that God has called you to. Talking about being a a wife that God has called you to. I'm talking about being a single person as God has called you to. I'm talking about being a young person and a teenager as God has told you. No, we've got to put on the mantle, be committed to God, and allow God to do the work. He's going to do the work. He, he, I, I, I underlined it. He, he gave. He did. He promised. And some of you, I, I, I just, I've I done my best. But some of you still not convinced. But I remember we ought to do it because he was wounded. Not for, not for our, he was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised from my iniquities. And the chastisement of my peace was upon him. And with his stripes, I am healed. Jesus bled for me. Jesus, the, the, the nails in the hands, the nails in the feet, the crown of thorns on his head, he did it for me. And nothing else motivates you to do the work of the ministry, to, to just do it. You ought to be motivated by the fact that Jesus died and paid the penalty for your sins. He bled for you hallelujah we ought to be able to celebrate God now because I, I don't know what I got to do but I'm willing to do whatever you call me to do Lord I, I'm not willing I, well, if they ask me to paint I'll paint if they ask me to to vacuum I'll vacuum uh, but here's a touchy point if they ask me to give oh Lord uh no we need you to give uh I, I forgot that I left that out I'm sorry that I left that out we need you to give it don't happen. The building don't come up by osmosis. And, and at a certain point, you're going to get into a capital campaign where you're going to, the, 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 the leaders and the elders are going to ask you to give. And some of y'all say, oh, wait a minute. But, but, but if you understand the work of the ministry, God will give you the funds to build. Now, where do funds come from? You. I mean, you got to come up off of some of the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when, when we were built uh, our church in at 47th and Lancashire, some people had to give up. They, they didn't buy a new car. Mm-hmm. There were some things that they had to sacrifice in order for the building of the temple. And that's, that's real. That, that's real because it, it, it means that I had to sacrifice. I had to get out of debt. Pay my debts off, and it was a car. That I needed a new car, but I couldn't buy it because I was giving toward the capital stewardship campaign. I had to give, as the Lord had given it to me, and then as a result, guess what? The Lord blessed me to pay off my debt. I was giving; it was a miraculous thing. I was just out of college, and I had a Discover card bill that I went crazy on. That's a whole nother story, but I paid off the Discover card, and I was giving toward the building campaign. All at the same time. All at the same time. Why? Because in the process of me going and, and, and being a member of Stronghold, my life changed. Yeah. I, I started using my gifts in teaching. Realized that I had the gift of preaching. Understood that I had the gift of pastoring. The Lord changed me. Yes. It, yes. The building wasn't for other people. It was what he had done for me. All right. All right. I got married through the church. All through the church. I had some men that come along and say, no, Doc, you, no, no sorry, that's wrong. No, you, you need to do this. You need to do that. All for the building. I, I know you all comfortable now. I see a little bit of people in the back. But no, 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 God has called you to grow. God has called you to grow. Next year, if you, if you are obedient to God, I, watch out! I, I guarantee you, not 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 seeing what God, what 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 the the elders or the building committee or the pastor will do. You look at what God will do if you're obedient. He says, "Don't swerve, but obey the commands of the Lord." And I, if you just do that, I just need you to commit to just doing it. Oh, there's some things eyes have not seen, nor ears heard. What is in store for those? What? Oh, no, 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 no. See, see so when you get God's attention, when you, when you start to commit, and you say, you know what, I'm going I'm to obey God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. He says, you think, that's, that's something. That's only phase one. There's phase two, and there's phase three. And then whatever the Lord wants to do, he'll do, but you've got to be committed to just do it. Right. Nike had one thing in mind to get people to wear sports apparel. That's all they wanted to do. It was the top five campaign in the history of advertisement. I want you to know that what God has put into your hands, what God has put on your assignment, people in Delaware, people in New Jersey, in the tri-state area will hear about it. They will see your good works. They will glorify the Father. There's some people, I, I, I mentioned this, 800 people joined our church the first year after we built the building. 800. We had no idea what it meant for 800 to, to come in and to be disciple 800 new people in one year. That's work. Some of them needed counseling. You know, the new members class didn't go to all that well all the time. Because you had some, you know, black Hebrews came in and they wanted to argue about certain things doctrinally. Ladies, there were some women that needed to be taken aside because, you know, all they knew was the pole. And they needed to be introduced to Jesus. No, no, no. No, there was work to do. So uh, we got a nice building with with air and everything. But no, 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 there's more work. There's work to be done. Uh, uh, And and my whole, what, what the Lord has given us, the breaking news is, just do it. Just do the work. And God is saying, I'm with you. I've already made a promise to you that I'm going to do it. Praise the Lord. Let's look to the Lord. Our Father and our God, we bless you. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord, for how it instructs us.